Hey guys, um, my name is Andra, and welcome to the Front Three podcast. I support Liverpool. Uh, I'm Krishna, and I support Manchester United. Hi guys, I'm Swayan, and I support Chelsea. So let's just look at this Prem season. So for me, as I, I mean, I support Liverpool, and I was expecting Liverpool to actually win the season and dominate because. Even Klopp said this in an interview that instead of defending this title, like at the start of the season, he said that he'll be attacking the title. And I mean, it's been extremely unfortunate for him because this injury crisis that we had, we had more than half of our influential players out. You know, Van Dijk, Henderson, so many of them were out. And I mean, we dropped in form. We lost six home games in a row. Then after that, we came in and kind of clutched it at the end. And we managed to come top three, and that was a big relief, man. Because I wasn't expecting yeah. Liverpool to come top three. I mean, top four. So I mean, we came third. We saw the last last game that we won against West Brom was everything. That header from Allison was just everything. Yeah. So uh, unbet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tell me one thing. Where do you think? Uh, what position should Liverpool target? Uh, for new signings in the next season. So next season, I mean, I mean, we all know that Liverpool aren't like really big spenders, but I mean, we are signing Ibrahima Konate, and if Joel Matip, I mean, I personally would want Van Dijk to play with Joel Matip, even though everyone's hyping. You know how English media hypes every player up now. I mean, even Phil Foden, <laughs> everyone hypes him up so much. So I mean, this is the one thing what English media don't understand. So I mean, if Ben White was playing for some higher top six club, then he would have been in the English squad without a doubt. So yeah. it's just the way they hype the players up. I mean, even Kieran Trippier. I mean, it's just a different thing. But I think next season Liverpool should target for the title. Their target should be to win the title. Right. Uh, so I'll review Manchester United season. So, I mean, if you told me at the beginning of the season that uh, you know if United would finish second in the Prem and re and reach a European final as well, I mean, I'd be pretty happy with that. I mean, pretty much all United fans would be happy with that, considering uh, where we finished in the past uh, two to three seasons. But I mean, that's not the case right now. Uh, everyone's pretty disappointed, honestly. And maybe uh, the, the judgment is a bit clouded by the Europa League final, which was pretty hard on us. But I mean, you, you can't really blame. I mean, I get why United fans are frustrated. You all saw the Europa League final, but everyone, you know, mocking De Gea for missing that pen. I don't think that's yeah. fair on their part because he played well throughout the match. He saved all the pens. It, I mean, it's not his job to score. I mean, of course, he, he should. He should have scored that. But mm. I mean, even to save the pens, he didn't really even go close to anyone. But yeah, yeah. Just to give context to the people watching, uh, Manchester United had a final again of the Europa League against Villarreal, I believe, and they lost out eleven ten on penalties because of De Gea's miss. Just in case you didn't. Yeah, know. and like I, I mean, for me personally, I think you know United have a pretty solid team. But I just, I mean, of course, Ole he didn't make any. He didn't make any subs. Like you were, you could have seen yeah. Unai making like I think four. He made like I think three subs before half time. Then after that, he also he made two three subs. So I and I just generally didn't see that hunger in the United players like to you know run for the ball. And I don't know why they still have Paul Pogba. Like. He's the slowest <laughs> and slouchiest player on the field. 
he doesn't run behind the ball and the amount of times he lost in that game was just incredible yeah even players like rashford who man united fans call big game players and bruno fernandes <laughs> <laughs> they were all like it, it was like they were playing with constipation <laughs> or something. Actually, yeah. So, okay, so I'll be reviewing Chelsea season, I guess now. Uh, so Chelsea had a very rocky start in the prem season with we did have a lot of new signings like Timo Werner, Chilwell, Hakim Ziyech, and Kai Havertz, Edouard Mendy as well in goal, which on which we spend like a lot, a lot, and I mean a lot of money. and most of them at like in mid season people were thinking that they will be flops under lampard and mm. then chelsea decided to sack lampard which came which came like a blessing in disguise <laughs> even though we had to say bye to a legend of the for the club but then Tom, thomas tuchel just or tuchel just came and turned chelsea around flipped our season up we made top 4 barely and because of Our London brothers. <laughs> 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 Harry Kane saved the man. Because I was actually expecting uh, Leicester to come there, but I don't know how they yeah. managed to lose that game. Leicester bottled it big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even I think. Sma- And Timo Werner also. Timo Werner also made a record this season to have the most goals contracted. <laughs> wow. He's. I mean, it's been a pretty <laughs> unlucky <laughs> season for him because he's a. He's a solid striker. He's, I mean, his pace is incredible because none of the defenders were able to match his pace. So he and Adama Traore, both of them, because yeah. once they're with the ball, nobody can stop them. Just that I personally feel if he like improves on his finishing a bit, then he can be an he can be an excellent striker. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you watch his games at Leipzig, uh, his finishing was pretty good there. He it was definitely like worth uh, definitely a good striker who and a good goal scorer, but somehow at Chelsea he just. Yeah, I mean it's his. I mean it's his it first. It's his first season as well. Times. I mean you can't like go that hard at him. I mean, maybe give mm. him a season or two. Yeah, Kai Havertz also got some hate from the fans, but uh, um, obviously yeah, yeah. the Champions League yeah. final where he scored Completely that winner, he kind of redeemed himself there, and Chelsea and made Chelsea win the final. Obviously, the star of this season would I would say from Chelsea would be in goal. Hundred percent. Dominator in the mid. I team. mean, for me, I mean, of course, Conte is exceptional, but I think Mason Mount is also really good for Chelsea. He might not have gotten mm. those many goals in and stuff, but he was he was really good for Chelsea. Yeah, I would say he was a big game player. Like in big games, he scored important yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. I remember when he scored against us. That positions. he scored an excellent goal. He took that turn and then right bottom corner, one yeah. zero. Sent for yeah. Sman, yeah. <laughs> tell me one thing. If uh. If Tuchel was the manager from the start of the season, do you think Chelsea would honestly? Would you think if they, uh, do you think they would have a shot at the Prem? Um, I would say they would have a solid chance. Obviously, with Manchester City's killer form, it would be difficult. Even though we beat them every single time <laughs> under Tuchel or Tuchel, but um, it would be definitely a good chance. I would say that I don't want to hurt you, Krishna, but I would say they would definitely be above Man United. <laughs> No, but I mean, of course, whenever they played City as well. So at the start, I thought that Pep was playing mind games with um, Thomas because I mean they had the Champions League final also, and the last game that they had, I think they won two zero, right? If I'm not wrong. Um, when they beat City, yeah, yeah. Mm. So first, I think I think Pep was playing three at the back as well. So I mean, I don't know if he was playing mind games or whatever his plan was that match, but I mean, hats off to Chelsea, they played really well. Yeah. 
mean, I mean, also looking at it, I don't. I mean, honestly speaking, I don't think Chelsea were title contenders. They would have definitely come second or third if um, uh, Thomas was there from the start. But I don't think. Mm. I mean, maybe if Liverpool were in better shape, then City could have might have gone to a head-to-head uh, cup win. But maybe, yeah. I would say that the next season is going to be really interesting because Man- Manchester United have found this new found this new form in them. Mm. So have Chelsea, uh, Liverpool. I guess almost everyone will be back in form, like back in shape to play. Uh, like I'm pretty sure Van Dijk will be playing the yeah, next yeah. season, at least. I mean, also like and speaking from a Liverpool fans' point of view, I mean, of course we had a lot of injuries, but I feel that you can't blame it on the injuries, now. Like at the start, also we weren't, we were underperforming. Like many of the players, they completely underperformed. Mane, Trent, till a certain extent, you can say you underperformed. I mean, of course there were injuries, but many of them underperformed, and that was the main reason why we weren't able to maybe be better title contenders or closer to City. I would say. Yeah, maybe. So now coming to the, the I mean, the, this season's PL. So I mean, let's look at this position wise. So who do you guys think would have been like the overall standout um, player for position? So let's look at this at like a forty-three perspective. So let's first go for keeper, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I'll start. I would say that uh, Ederson. Had an amazing season and so did Dao Mendy from Chelsea, and I both. I guess it's a neck and neck between them. So I think, of course, Edison's been class, but I think Martinez has been class too. I mean, he's been exceptional for Aston Villa. Yeah, completely agree. Definitely. I mean, my my top three contenders would be Martinez, uh, Mendy, and Edison. I mean, Edison's great, but with that backline, he didn't really have much work to do. Yeah, that's also and true. Yeah, most of his clean clean sheets was because of Ruben Diaz's face. <laughs> that's true. And I mean, it might be like an FPL bias that I have, but I've I've got to go for Martinez. Yeah, yeah, same. So I mean, it's either for me, it's either between Martinez or Mendy. And yeah, yeah just that Mendy had I think Mendy, Martinez yeah. had fifteen clean sheets and Mendy had sixteen, and. It's pretty, pretty close, dude. It's pretty close. So, who do you want to decide? Um, uh, I would be fine with Martinez if you guys want to go for it, but I would obviously prefer Mendy. Yeah, even okay. Martinez's save success is also higher than Mendy's. His is seventy-five point five, and Mendy's is sixty-nine point five. Of course, I mean the, those are just stats that I'm giving you guys, but I would go for uh, Martinez. I, cool. Let's go for Martinez. All right. Okay, but I would I would say this that if we counted the Champions League as well, mm. then I, it would definitely be my hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. So coming to defense, so let's look. Let's go from the left uh, left hand side, right? So who would you guys go for left back? I mean, is this even a question, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Luke Shaw is the man. <laughs> I mean. I would vouch for that. What about like, do you think do you think Chilwell is a contender for that spot or you think Shaw gets it by a mile? Uh, I would say Chilwell did well, but Shaw was another level yeah, this definitely. season. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Shaw is excellent. You have to give it to Shaw, yeah. man. So we got Shaw there and okay. centre backs. I mean, are you guys going with both City centre backs? I- 
uh, I would say Ruben Diaz and maybe by a long shot Rudiger. Mm-hmm. Because he was also pretty well this season, but not consistent. So there could be another candidate there. I mean, I'm I've got to go for the two uh, city centre backs. Uh, there's no there's no argument there for me. Um. I mean, yeah, both Indy centre-backs have been good, but I think even Maguire has been really good. I mean, of course, my, he might not good, have been yeah. that, he might not have played that well, but he he also had an excellent season. He ha- he has been good, but but for Harry Maguire, he has been good. <laughs> that's true, that's true. So, going with both City centre-backs there, then coming to the right, right-back debate, right? So, who do you guys think, uh, who are you guys going to go for right-back? Um, do I even have to answer? <laughs> Reese James. Reese James, I, I agree. Reese, um, what about Walker? Walker. Um, Walker, yeah, Walker was good as well. But I would say Reese had a more defending, like, mentality. Walker was just... Also that, oh, well, lost. also that, remember that one goal that Reese James scored? Uh, who's it against? That one right top win, that banger that he scored. Mm-hmm. Absolute screamer. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. But I do remember the goal. I don't remember who it was against. Yeah, both of them right. have been, I mean, in the Champions League final, both of them have been exceptional. I mean, especially Reese James. I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised Krishna isn't vouching for Aaron Van Bissaka. Yeah, I mean, no, no. Even I mean, good, personally for me, uh, Van Bissaka also been excellent. He yeah, he had been good, but I honestly think Reece James has. I would say trend towards the end of the season was pretty good, but throughout yeah. the season, he I mean, was towards the end, you know, he had that clutch clutch factor because even against Aston Villa, you know, when he scored that 93rd minute uh, a goal, I mean, trend. Because Trent has a talent, just that I think he might not have gotten that support from uh, VVD. I mean, you can say that maybe because of Virgil van Dijk, he wasn't at his best. Because uh, mm. van Dijk pretty much carried the defense at like a overall basis, you yeah. can say. That's why Trent has always been more of an attacker. Yeah. Because he, he had that trust in van Dijk that if he goes forward up to attack or to assist, there is Van Dijk at the back yeah. just in case there's That's a counter. True. And also because Liverpool play a really high defense line, right? I mean, all of them, half of them, when we're dominating the game more than all more like half the time the defenders are near the half line only all of them are really high up so if they even even need to worry about anything it's because van dyke's pretty fast so even this season actually if nant phillips and maybe reese williams had a little more pace then they could have also been an i mean they were an excellent duo but they could run even better because even against i think against burnley as well when they kept playing those overhead balls of course nant phillips was easily able to get the overhead ball wasn't much of trouble for him but, I mean, both of them were pretty slow, I think. So, coming to the right-back, we, are we all going with these teams? Yeah. Sure, okay, alright, alright, alright. So, now, coming to mid, let's, to, let's first go with, um, the, uh, let's first go with CDM, right? Hmm. I mean, can't they? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, I would say, Suchek is a shout, very yeah. Second. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Kante, he I, takes the cake. He's angular, Kante. You can't beat <laughs> <eat> him. <laughs> That's true. So going to the other uh, two mid positions, who, who do you guys go for it? Krishna, what would you go for? Uh, Bruno, 100%. Bruno and, and KDB, uh, right? I mean, is that, even a, is that even a question? I mean, instead of KDB, I was thinking uh, Gundo. 
So I okay. think that Gundogan had that three odd month spell. But after that, I think he—I yeah. mean, he, I wouldn't say he dropped in form completely, but I don't—I don't know what happened because he was for that. Yeah. I mean, that he, he, he one month span, out, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. But thirteen goals. I would agree to that, but I would say that De Bruyne had a more consistent form throughout the season. So as a center mid itself, so I would want. Like I would prefer him over Gundogan in the team. Okay, cool. We can go for Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Even I would go for KDB only. I mean, now coming to striker first for me. I mean, Kane is like he has to be in the team for me. Yeah. I mean, personally, even yeah, player I mean, of the season, Kane had been raw, man. I don't think this yeah, really, should have gotten it. I don't know what this Man City bias is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because Kane worked really hard. I mean, I mean, he should get those individual trophies because at to- Spurs, I don't expect him to really win anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we have Kane there, and for for me, I would, I mean, I mean, I would obviously want Salah to be there, the right wing. I don't know about you guys. I would agree with Salah because yeah. even though he didn't have the best season of all time, but he he was the second top scorer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I think to Mares would be a close second for me because he had his like form, especially in the Champions League as well, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall, yeah, Salah. even I've got to go for Salah. He's been really, really underrated this season. Twenty-two goals, five assists. I mean, what about uh, what about uh, Grealish? Is will he make it to your team? Um, I would say at left wing, didn't Phil Foden play a lot of games on the on the wing? As he well? did. He did. You're right. It's going to be close between Grealish and Grealish and Foden, in my opinion, for the left. Who would you go for, Krishna? For the left wing, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'd go for Mohammed. No, so Mohammed is right wing. So who do you go for left wing? Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, left wing. I probably, I just go for Foden, man. Foden. I mean, yeah, he's been pretty good. He's been great. Yeah, so I think this wraps it up, right? Oh, are uh, you guys? Are you guys fine with this team? I mean, I think. Uh, so what did we end up with? We had Martinez, we had Martinez in, goal. in goal. We had the city yeah, centre backs. Yeah, and we had Shaw. Reese James at right yeah. back. Luke Shaw at left back. Reese James at right back. We had Kante as a defensive midfielder. We had Bruno and De Bruyne in the normal midfield spots. Harry Kane as striker. Mohamed Salah at right wing. And Phil Foden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty I happy with I, it. I like the team quite a lot. I think Son deserves a shout as well. What do you guys think? I personally think Son is extremely underrated. Like, if he goes to a big club, I think he can be really, really good. Hmm. I'd link up with Kane. <laughs> All the Spurs fans just press the dislike button. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so like I, I mean, so now I think this wraps up our prem. I mean, if you can call this a little summary. So coming to Euros, so all three of us supporting England, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. so I mean, look at this England squad. We got Dean Henderson, Sam Johnstone, and John Pickford. I mean, I kind of hate John Pickford, but uh, <laughs> I I I was pretty I was pretty disappointed that Nick Pope got injured, man. I think he would have been yeah. extremely good. Hmm. I mean, if I may say so, I'd say like if you compare keepers to the other positions, I mean they're a little mediocre. I mean. Oh, Henderson yeah. is good, Pope is good, uh, Johnson is good, but they're not. Yeah, I mean the only reason special. I mean uh, the only reason I want to pick John Pickford as my 
first keeper i would say is because of the experience cuz dean henderson is an ex- uh, is an exceptional keeper but even against liverpool you know that careless error that he had with his positioning where he just gave the entire goal to salah and salah could have shot it anywhere or gone in so i mean those right. little careless errors cuz in in experience and all but i mean that's not about it cuz i think he can also be an excellent keeper in the future i mean england will have an england will have a really good team Hmm. Yeah. Uh, who do you want at the defense as the defensive duo? I would say. So actually, I was thinking about this, and first of all, I mean, I would have personally gone Trent right wing without a thing, but I mean, this is this <laughs> England Trent debate is just too much for me because I don't even know why this is a debate at the start because uh, Trent was, I mean, towards the end, Trent kind of proved himself, and I think he got that hunger in him and that you know that. Mm, drive to work harder and you know get better after southgate dropped him from the squad and that's when he started performing and after that also i mean yeah. after southgate um, you know uh, declared the squad he said this during an interview as well that um, you know this banter around trent that trent being in the squad or not it was pretty clear amongst him and trent that trent was was going to be in the squad so you know all of this you know people going about trent not being in the squad and maybe getting someone else in I for me it was never a debate, but I mean, I would also say that Trent is quite a player that is misunderstood in my opinion because he had that amazing season and then like since he started underperforming as he started before, uh, people started just calling him out as a one season wonder and that he yeah, yeah. he's not actually. But good. I don't I don't think you can drop him from the squad. You can't drop Trent from the squad. I mean I understand that he underperformed, but. It's like if Kane underperforms, you can't drop him from the squad, right? He's like the most experienced player in the England squad right now, and it's for me. It's I mean you can't compare Trent to Kane, but still, yeah, I mean you I get my point. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> um, so for me, if you want to go defense, then I would personally. I mean, also, I mean, I for coming to the squad, let's just go over on this. So now that they dropped Trent and they got Ben White in, of course, mm. Ben White's been really, really good for uh, Brighton. He If you compare him to Harry Maguire, I think uh, United had 13 clean sheets and Brighton had 11. And the son Ben White, his um, interceptions are more than Maguire. His tackles are also more. His successful tackles are also more. So he, hmm. as a individual, had been exceptional for Brighton. And I think he's a good addition to the squad. But I personally feel that you know Southgate should keep his addiction to the, towards the defenders like a side, and you know maybe get in. <laughs> uh maybe linga i mean i personally feel bot prowess is absolutely rob because for me he is that one player who should definitely be in the squad i would agree to that also so i guess we'll go with john stones uh and what was that harry maguire harry maguire yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean I, i don't know if you guys seen the squad properly but i mean tyron mings is there mm, do, you, yeah. do you think he deserves to be in the squad I mean he I wouldn't say he would be a starter but uh, he would definitely get some game time Yeah I agree with you too And Cody's hmm. also pr- I mean Cody's had good season but I don't think he'll be one of the starters Yeah I I think if Maguire's back in form then they'll just go with either uh, Maguire Stones or maybe get in Mings or one of them Hmm To be fair, Maguire did score that absolute worldly of a goal yeah, yeah. for the for the performance or whatever it was. And for me, though, I I personally think that the only reason Kieran Trippier is in the squad is because yeah, do you guys remember that free kick that he scored against Croatia in 
I think the six, yeah, yeah, six yeah. minute yeah, yeah, semi-final. Yeah. That was one of the Fans. best free kicks I've ever seen. Dude. They, that was too good. I don't think they could have dropped. But uh, what in my what do you think about um, the decision to have four right backs in the team, or is it three? So now, now it's three. But I I mean so uh, Southgate is also saying this that the obsession that he has with the right backs. He was trying to say that you know maybe he can uh, if he ever has some difficulties ahead then he can play maybe um, someone like a Kyle Walker Reece James at centre back or you know maybe switch up the play like he said that Trent can play in his eyes he thinks and Trent can play you know maybe right wing or right mid or something like that and Trippier can also play left back and stuff like that. Even Reece James has even Reece James has some good experience playing as a well, like defensive midfielder or in the yeah, midfield. Yeah. So I mean. England. It was sad what happened with the Trent, uh, with Trent, the whole injury yeah, thing. Yeah, that was really right disappointing. Now. So I mean, um, so I mean, if 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 well, if uh, Trent was dropped, who would you guys go for? Uh, who would I go for? Wait, wasn't uh. Lingard supposed to be Trent's backup. Yeah, so everyone was actually saying that Lingard was supposed to come, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know where, from where Ben White came. Yeah, I have no. I, I would prefer since uh, the England squad already has so many defenders. I would actually prefer Lingard because of his godly form. Right yeah. now, like England could have really utilized his attacking yeah, skills. Yeah. So I would have like followed up on the backup. Another team. reason I, I I would take Lingard is that you know even if he doesn't get game time. He's the type of guy who's like, he's the type of guy who everyone likes. He's a positive guy, always in a good mood, and yeah, in competitions like these, you know, like these things go a long way. It could really help. Yeah, I mean, just true. my opinion. I mean, that's why I think that's one of the main reasons why Southgate's taking Henderson along. Because I mean, I I was hearing this interview yeah. and Roy Keane kept you know his rant about Henderson not being in the squad and everything, <laughs> but I think that Henderson and Kane are those two influential players. That can really, you know, motivate the youngsters to do well. And even if Henderson might not play, I think he'll be a great addition to the squad. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so I think we should move on to the left back spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would definitely say Chilwell because he did a good job at Chelsea. So I was actually, I, I was actually thinking about this that why don't we, why don't, I mean, I was thinking about that that they should have a, you know, the United and City chemistry that these two guys have. So I think Maguire and Shaw should be at the left hand side and Kyle Walker and John Stones should be at the right hand side. I mean, that's something that I was just thinking about. I mean, it'll be pretty cool to watch like those two duos be together because of their chemistry with the clubs and everything. Yeah, that would be interesting. Okay, that that would actually be really good. And yeah, I guess since Luke Shaw is also there, Chilwell might not start and he might get he might get a few like subs midway, but I don't think he'll play the big games. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, coming to midfield, um, do you guys what do you guys think about, you know, getting these youngsters in like Jude Bellingham and Mount and all these guys? Great for them, man. Uh Bellingham Mount but I'm in the mid. I'm just concerned about like about the injuries, man. Uh, I yeah. mean, un- is is Henderson really fit? Has he has he been playing that so, much? I mean, Southgate was saying that he had a chance with Henderson, and he said that he was all right. I mean, he played. He hmm. missed the penalty also. I mean, I honestly don't know why <laughs> Henderson went for the penalty. 
So they were saying that Calvert Lewin should have gone and Henderson went and took it. Yeah. I don't know what that was all about. So no, Henderson is fit for the Euros, but let's see how it goes. But if I had to, you know, go for some one CDM, I think even Declan Rice should be one of the shouts because he's also been pretty good this season. I would actually be really interested to see Jude Bellingham play because till now I wouldn't say he hasn't played against any big yeah, teams, yeah. but like I since mean, him being in the Bundesliga and it not being as competitive that. as the Premier League, I wouldn't call it, go so far as to call it a farmers league or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, I, it's not as competitive, definitely. So I would be, it would be interesting for him to like to see him play against players like Cristiano Ronaldo and Kylian Mbappe, yeah. etc. He's et only seventeen years old and he's already in the squad. He, he, I mean, it just says a lot about him that he didn't get he didn't go into the under twenty one squad. And you know, Southgate was. He wanted to get him so bad that he told the other 121 coach as well that uh, he wants Bellingham. So, I mean, it just says a lot that at the age of 17, he's getting to the main England squad and maybe, you know, starting some of the games. Outstanding. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw a meme somewhere which said that Jude Bellingham is going to play the Euros, but he's not old enough to play GTA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've not seen that. You've not seen that. And... So, it'll be interesting to see his performance. Obviously, Mounts, um, I would say, is going to be a good addition to the team. I would say he would be a regular starter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll be a regular starter, but he'll definitely be up there. Uh, in forwards, in forwards, uh, I mean, obviously, Kane, without a doubt, he'll be one of the... He'll be the start main striker for England, but... Uh, I would say Foden as a winger would also be a pretty, like, crucial role yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. Foden as a winger and even Calvert Lewin. Did you guys see the first? I, I think it was against Austria. When did you see his reach? He almost jumped over the defender. Yeah, his his aerial presence is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, in Rashford's current form, I honestly don't know how they'll go about him. But I yeah, think he yeah. can if he's if he gets back in form, then he'll be he'll be excellent. And what I mean, do you guys think? What do you guys think of the Mason Mount uh, omission? Uh, of the Mason Greenwood omission? So, is he is he actually injured or was this like a... Did Southgate like... I mean, I don't know, you know, some people are saying that he isn't actually injured and Southgate told him yeah. not to get in and stuff like that. What, what I think... Is, he would have definitely been a good addition to the team. Like, kind of like Saka, a good youngster. And especially with Greenwood having basically no weak foot yeah and scoring yeah. goals with whatever he can find yeah, 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 what true, i think even against what Aston i think Villa, is that did, did you see his turn he you know he just dropped tyron mings and shot it to the left yeah was an excellent goal <laughs> his finishing is amazing even even sir alex ferguson he thinks this guy could be one of the you know generational talents and yeah. big players well not to be rude here but I, I, I think like almost every Man United youngster that does remotely well for some time, <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson just says that about him. <laughs> Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson and Eric Cantona. Yeah, so so coming to now, I mean, I don't know what position you guys want to go about this England squad because, I mean, there are endless amount of formations and ways how you could go with this. So how would you guys want to, which formation do you think would suit the best for this uh, current England uh, squad? And who would you want to have in your team 11? Uh, I think Anwar, you should start. So for me, I mean, uh, I, w- I would have ideally wanted Nick Pope to be my keeper. But, you know, because um, uh, Pickford is one of the most experienced, I mean, he's probably the most experienced keeper in this squad right now. 
so I would go for Pickford. Uh, Pickford is my keeper, and for defense, I would have Kyle Walker, John Stones, Maguire, and Shaw. And so right now I'm playing a four-two-three-one, and behind I would uh, like um, for my two midfielders I would have Henderson, and I wouldn't know. I I honestly don't know where to put Grealish in the squad because. I don't know if he sh- if he should be up as a winger or as a midfielder because he the chances that he creates is just exceptional. So I would want to have Grealish there, and I would have uh, Henderson Grealish um, as my right winger. I would want to have Foden there because um, I honestly where does Foden play like with City? Where does he play, Krishna? I think uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he's a pretty he's a pretty versatile player. He he has played in the midfield. He's played on the wing as he's well. Pretty pretty flexible. So yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, he could yeah, play. Yeah. yeah. So I would I would have four in my right wing and left wing. I'm not too. Sh- I would want to have Mason Mount, but I'm not too sure because I would probably have probably have Mason Mount there. And then in the center, I would have maybe. Uh, Maybe maybe Rashford. I don't know. Uh, Rashford could be great. And how I haven't really seen Sancho play, so I don't know if I should include him in my eleven or not. So I would ideally have maybe if Rashford's in his you know in his ideal good form, then I would have Rashford there, and my striker would obviously be Kane. Hmm. Would you go for Krishna? Yeah. I I mean it's pretty similar. Um, keeper. I'd have to go for Henderson over Pickford. Uh, defenders, um, like we discussed, the two pairs of uh, City and United. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, it's pretty much the same, apart from the keeper. Mm. Not, not, not much debate here, in my opinion. What about you, Smyan? Who do you go for? Uh, I. My score is pretty similar to yours. If I, I think the four-two-three-one would actually be a very wise formation to play. But um, in midfield, obviously, in the midfield, obviously, we'll ha- uh, Henderson should be there. Like he's definitely a good player. But instead of Grealish being there as a, like a defensive or like holding midfielder, I would want him to play more outfield because the ch- uh, because of like his attacking capabilities and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, so I would say that in the midfield, I would have Jordan Henderson. And maybe someone like Jude Bellingham or uh, maybe Reese James if he doesn't have if he's not playing at right back and there's Kyle Walker or Kieran Trippier or these seven hundred <laughs> right backs that have chosen for the squad. No, so I think I think Bellingham so, can be a shout. You know, instead of Grealish, I think he can play really well. Yeah. Yeah. So then definitely the striker would be Harry Kane. In the middle, I would want Mason Mount because. Uh, he's played like previously with Chelsea. Also, he's played yeah. really well. And on the, no. um, I would want Grealish on the left, and on the right it would be either Foden or Sancho. Uh, but because Sancho has also done really well with Dortmund, but yeah. then again, he it's it's the Bundesliga. And <laughs> like my same argument I had for Bellingham. No, so the so only only reason I wanted um, Mason Mount as my left wing was because of that goal. You know the way he cuts in from the left to right hand side. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, and I. I don't know if he would fit in this. I mean, he probably would. I mean, did you see that ball that he played to Havertz? What a what an excellent ball, man. Beautiful. Yeah. Obviously, man, I was watching the final. No, so, um, yeah, I think that sums it up. Would you guys want to have anyone else? Uh, 
I mean, I I just have a question. Uh, why do you think uh, uh, Southgate like release? Why do you think he released the squad in such a weird way? I mean, he had the provisional squad. Then, I mean, I I just don't understand why is he doing it? Like it's like some Britain's Got Talent or some shit <laughs> that after every round you keep removing players. <laughs> no, so I at the start, I mean, I mean, I mean, if I step in Southgate's shoes. Because if he has such good players, I mean, obviously it'll be a, a lot of mental load and everything for him as well. But I would, I would, I mean, I wouldn't think too much. I mean, I would have my twenty six ready from the start, except mm. maybe injuries or COVID. But ideally, I think for Euro that's twenty three. But because of COVID, they've added three players. And mm. I was just thinking about it, like, what if you know there's a little outbreak amongst your team only, and even though they follow the you know that bubble thing that they have in every team. That no one exits the bubble. So what if it, maybe four or five players get COVID in the team and others slowly start testing positive? That'll be pretty freaky. Yeah, I mean we've seen it happen in like in the IPL. I mean so there's yeah. no, there's no uh, nothing we can say. Yeah, I mean I, honestly, you know, coming back to the provisional squad, I don't think he should have had one because you know he got in people like Ramsdale and all. Of course, it was an it was a great experience for them to train with the main England squad and you know. Get a feel of how it, you know, to play with all these guys, but then he just drops them after that. So I mean, what's the point of getting them in mm. the squad if he was gonna drop them? Just drop them at the start and let them know. Yeah. Uh, I would say actually he had some burden on his head as well because for England specifically, there are so many good youngsters currently like Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, and he had such a wide variety to choose from. Um, I guess there was some pressure on his head as well because. It's not easy. Like no matter what he did, there would be some fans that would be disappointed, and some people hmm. who like would want the score to change. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coming from a Liverpool fan, I'm pretty sure every single Liverpool fan that uh, was, you know, at Gareth Southgate for not getting Trent at this in the squad at the start. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge outrage. Yeah. No, so uh, I think his current squad is, you know, it's pretty good and. He can probably win. He can probably win the Euros, but I, I honestly don't see England winning the Euros. I think Portugal can go for it again. I think they'll win it again. I mean, I am supporting yeah, England. England does have England does. I was saying England does have the uh, like reputation of bottling it every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be semi. I think they'll bottle it the semi-finals. Hmm. I would say that's a fair prediction. Uh, what do you think about the upcoming match, the England versus Croatia? I think we're two days away from the yeah. start of the Euros and the time of recording this. So, uh, what are your predictions? So, uh, I think if if England were to win the game, it would it would not be a high-scoring match because I mean even in the friendlies they weren't scoring any goals. So I yeah. think if they win, it'll maybe be a one-zero or. If it goes, if they Croatia end up scoring, it might be two one, but I don't see them scoring more goals. Yeah, even I think it's gonna be a pretty low scoring match. But what I'm more interested in seeing is actually, um, like after the 2018 uh, Croatia hype, how they've uh, how Croatia have managed to if they managed to keep would, it up. I, I would like to add to that. I would say that um, players who were hyped so much like Luka Modric and Rakitic and Perisic and all of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that they've not like they've aged. They've definitely aged more and not aged well because um, players like Modric and Rakitic have definitely like they're still good. Don't get me wrong, but 
they've become slower and not not as agile as they were in 2018 because like, it's been three years and hmm. uh, like they're obviously aging and getting older. So yeah, yeah. it will be interesting to see because the Croatian squad does not have a lot of youngsters or like reliable youngsters which have like which are part of big teams and are playing well. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, either England win this one zero or I think. The Croatia is gonna guarantee to get three goals. Cause I mean, it's gonna happen at Wembley, right? Cause that's when all the England games are gonna take place. Yeah, at Wembley only. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be definitely a good match to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think that wraps it up for this episode, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into more in-depth coverage of the Euros in our coming episodes. Yeah, we'll 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 go over this match and so okay, guys. Before before finishing the whole episode, let's just go to final um, prediction for this match. So I would say England win one zero. I, I would say that uh, England and Croatia tie one on. Okay, okay. I think two uh, one Harry Kane brace. <laughs> Ooh, bold, <laughs> bold option. Well, let's see. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. We're coming. The front three podcast is coming for, to a close for this episode. Do tune in next week for the next episode where we cover the Euros and performance of big teams like England, France, etc. So, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, my name is Anwar, and I have Krishna and Smayan with me. Signing off. <laughs>